0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Bible in Order, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading for October 24th is John chapter 9 and John chapter 10, verses 1 through 21. Jesus is walking along with his disciples. They pass a man who was born blind, and the disciples ask the question that many people probably think on a daily basis. Who did something wrong? Was it this man? Was it his parents that caused him to be born blind? Jesus' response was neither this man nor his parents sinned. Of course, he's not saying that they were perfect. He's just saying it wasn't their actions that resulted in this outcome, but it was so that the works of God might be displayed in him, in his life. We are all faced with circumstances that seem unfair. We all have the temptation to ask the question, why me? Or why not me? Why do other people get this or that? Why do I not have this? Or why do I have this and nobody else has it? I believe the answer is always so that the works of God might be displayed in our lives. Friends, if you don't have something you long for, or maybe you have something like blindness that you wish you did not have, I would encourage you to pray, ask God why. I've heard it said by believers before that we are not to ask God why, and I would say, well, then why did Jesus ask God why have you forsaken me when he was on the cross? He never sinned. It was not wrong to ask the question. The motivation behind the question is telling, though, if we ask it in a complaining kind of a way or in an accusatory kind of way where we're accusing God of doing something wrong, of being unfair, that has a root of pride, and it will lead to our own destruction. But if we're genuinely curious because we want to know how we can best endeavor with God to glorify him, to display his works in our life, I think that question actually pleases him. There is a deceptive type of hypocrisy alive in the church today where we're not real with God, where we don't actually tell him what we're thinking because we're afraid that we're going to offend him. And so we pretend that we're not thinking it, and our prayers as a result are filled with hypocrisy, and we might not think about it in that way, we might not realize consciously that our prayers are hypocritical, but we understand from experience that God doesn't hear our prayers, we're not seeing God move as a result of our prayers, and so we just kind of stop praying. There's nothing you can think or say that's going to surprise God. He already knew it all from the beginning. He created you anyway. He already knows how you feel. He just wants us to be honest with Him. If you really want to honor God and see His work displayed in your life, begin with integrity in your prayers and telling God how you really feel about your station in life. Jesus said he had to do the works that God sent for him to do while it was still day. There's coming a time when it will be night and he won't be able to do anything. It's like in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verses 1 through 8 where it talks about there's a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to reap, a time to kill and a time to heal a time to break down, a time to build up, a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, a time to dance. Let us be busy doing the things that God is calling us to do while we still can, while it's the season to do those things. There's a time coming, Jesus was saying, when he's going to be cut off from this world and he's not going to be there to physically do any of it. Our days are numbered. Our time is short. Let's get busy about the mission of revealing the works of God in our own lives and in the lives of those around us. Of course, it's the Sabbath day. Jesus heals this man, makes mud out of spit, puts it on his eye, tells him to go to the pool of Siloam, which means sent, and wash his face, and he comes back seeing. The religious people are upset and confused, and I'm sure they felt threatened because Jesus was doing things that had never been done, they had never even been dreamed of. And so they're looking for a way to charge Jesus of doing wrong because they've already made up their mind that he was against them, therefore he must be in the wrong, and now they just needed a way to prove it. It's the way conservatives and liberals look at each other's political candidates, always seeking proof of what they already believe. We see it played out in every aspect of life. We've already made up our minds. Now we're just looking for evidence to confirm what we already believe. The Pharisees were saying, Jesus can't be from God. He doesn't keep the Sabbath. He's not following our rules, therefore, he must be an evil, wicked person. Despite amazing testimony and evidence to the contrary, they were unwilling to consider any truth that didn't fit into their worldview. This is pride, and God resists the proud, but He gives grace to the humble. Those who are willing to consider that perhaps they are wrong receive God's grace we must be people who seek the truth with humility we cannot assume that we already know let us not be like these men who just wanted confirmation that they were right and were unwilling to consider anything even the dead being raised or sight being given to men who were born blind they bring in the man's parents to testify Is this really your son? Was he really born blind? How is it that he was made able to see? His parents were afraid to tell the truth because they knew they were going to be thrown out of the synagogue if they were honest. They bring the man who was healed in to testify a second time, and they say to him, Give glory to God. We know this man is a sinner. Whether or not he's a sinner, I can't say, but I do know this. I was blind, and now I see. The conversation spirals as the Pharisees continue to dig in their heels, unwilling to consider the truth that they don't like, that they had already made up their minds, was not true. They were incapable of admitting that they were wrong because of their arrogance, and it led to their destruction. At the end of the day, they could not win the argument because the truth was beating them, and so they were left with no other choice than to insult the man, to call him names, and throw him out. It's a pretty good indication that somebody is not on the side of truth when their best defense or offense is to call somebody names or to insult them. We as believers need to have this discernment as we're watching in this world, whether it's in politics, or in current events, or in relationships at work, at school, and everywhere we go, the line is being drawn in the sand, and people are having to choose right now in every arena, whether they're on the side of truth or not. And it was the Pharisees who were suppressing the truth, who were censoring people, who were punishing people for speaking their opinions or sharing what they saw. We all must be careful that we're not on the side of censorship, punishing people for sharing the truth or sharing their opinion, because the God we serve is one of grace and truth and allowing people to make up their own minds. Jesus said, I came into this world for judgment in order that those who do not see will see and those who already see will become blind. Some of the Pharisees were there and they asked Jesus, are you saying that we're blind too? If you were blind, you wouldn't have sin. But if you say we see, you are guilty. You think you know the truth. Your sin remains. But if you're humble If you're open to receiving help, you'll get what you ask for. In chapter 10, Jesus begins talking about the good shepherd. Of course, he's referring to himself. And he says, anyone who doesn't enter the sheep pen by the gate is a thief and a robber. Jesus is grace and he is truth. The only way into relationship with God is by admitting that we need him and coming to him on his term. He is the author of life. He is the creator of all things. He is the invisible force that holds all things together. By him, all things exist. He is truth. There's no way into relationship with God apart from the truth. There is no truth apart from Jesus Christ. You cannot deny him or sneak in to relationship with God by some other way. It is only through the truth. And the more you get to know him, the more the truth becomes a part of you. And it's that light, it's the truth inside of you that shines in the darkness, and the darkness flees. Darkness cannot exist in the presence of light. In John 10, 10, Jesus says, I have come so that they may have life and have it in abundance. That word life refers to this physical life right now, as well as the spiritual life right now and the spiritual life in the future, the next life. It's an all-inclusive word. And Jesus is saying, I've come so that my followers, those who love the truth, those Sheep who will come into the fold through the gate of truth may have life and may have it in abundance. That word abundance comes from the Greek root word that literally means all around excess, beyond what is anticipated, exceeding expectation, more abundant and beyond the expected limit. His desire is to give us life in this physical world and in the spirit realm, now and in the future, more than you can ever ask or even imagine. What do you dream of? What do you long for? God wants to give you that and more, so much more. He wants to give you a life that's better than anything you could even Imagine or ask for, but it's got to come through truth, His way, not our way, on His terms. God bless you, my friends. Thank you for being on this journey through God's Word with me. We'll see you tomorrow. And for those of you who are interested, if you've ever wondered about somehow supporting the Bible in order in this mission, the easiest way to do that is to refer your real estate needs to this team through Call It Closed International Realty. I have a team of agents in 16 states and growing. We're always looking for new real estate licensees who want to join this amazing brokerage. And we love partnering with homeowners and home shoppers. And we are exceedingly grateful for your referrals. Thank you. God bless.